With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. By popular demand, we're now offering a payment method in addition to PayPal, which has served us well for a long time. You now can sign up directly on our VIP sign-up form and become a VIP member in about 30 seconds by entering your debit or credit card number right on our sign-up form. We use the Stripe payment service. It's safe, it's secure, it's encrypted, and we never see the details. But within a minute, you're a VIP member. And we're running a sale right now. It's our second sale of 2020, just announced this month. You can go VIP for just 99 cents for a full month. That'll cover everything we do for SummerSlam, TakeOver 30, and All Out, with everything else before, during, and in between. All you have to do is enter August 2020. As the coupon code on our streamlined, simplified sign-up form. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. That is pwtorch.com slash govip. That'll tell you everything about what comes with the VIP membership, the weekly newsletter, PDF and all-text format, exclusive content, a lot of my writing, editorials, cover stories, our staff feature columns, and so much more. Again, in PDF and all-text format, plus our entire podcast lineup, new podcasts every single day that are VIP-exclusive, ad-free versions of the Wade Keller podcasts and the PW Torch Daily Casts, and archives dating back to the late 1980s, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, plus an ad-free version of our redesigned and revamped website, pwtorch.com. Check out the new look, the new logo, the new layout, and enjoy it ad-free as a VIP member. Again, go to pwtorch.com slash govip. And for just 99 cents, that's $9 off our monthly sub. By the way, you can apply the $9 discount to our three-month and one-year sub if you'd rather. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. Click on the sign-up form and then enter coupon code AUGUST2020. You can still use PayPal or you can enter your credit card or debit card directly on our sign-up form. It takes just 90 seconds, and you will unlock access to over three decades of Torch-style wrestling coverage. There's an unmatched, incredible array of insider information, editorials, interviews, contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest matches, biggest events. Check it out, pwtorch.com govip. Come on back or join us for the first time. Enter coupon code AUGUST2020 to get $9 off whatever VIP subscription term you choose. That brings one month down to just 99 cents. Give it a shot. We think you will love it. We appreciate your support. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Five years ago this weekend, Greg Parks and James Caldwell hosted the WWE Night of Champions pay-per-view post-show with live calls. So today on our PW Torch livecast, five years ago flashback, we go back to their discussion on that show with live callers, including a live perspective versus pay-per-view perspective. On this show, headlined by Seth Rollins versus Sting, plus Cody wrestling as Stardust, Pac wrestling as Neville, Kevin Owens, Ryback, Dolph Ziggler, Miro wrestling as Rusev, the Dudley Boys, New Day, Charlotte, Nikki Bella, Alicia Fox, Becky Lynch, the Wyatt family, happily together, Bray Braun and Luke, plus Chris Jericho teaming with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. So a card loaded with stars, and here we go with the post-show analysis with Greg and James. Listening to the PW Torch Livecast, the Night of Champions post game show edition here on Sunday night, September the 20th, 2015. I'm your host, Torch Assistant Editor James Caldwell, and I'll be joined in a second by Torch Columnist Greg Parks. I think I'm going to clear up something real quick here at the top of the show. No, I did not run into the ring during the six man tag match, or right before. I want to make that clear. I was not inebriated like the individual who ran into the ring. I was in perfectly clear mind, perfectly clear thoughts. I did not run into the ring, as suggested on Twitter. So, just wanted to clear that up. Night Champion, Sunday night, here in uh, Crush City, slash Clutch City, slash Night Champion City, here in Houston. So, I'm offering a live perspective on tonight's show. Uh, I've not watched the pay-per-view broadcast yet. Um, So, it's interesting, because I'm not quite sure how it came across outside of being there live. Being there live, usually there's a... Uh, usually, you know, if you're going to say, like, this show got a six watching it at home, probably gets a seven watching it live. There's just something about being there live adds a certain element to the show. Everything feels a little bit different, a little bit better. So I'm curious to get a lot of different perspectives on, on the show tonight. Uh, I feel so out of the loop. Um, it's been a very wild day today. Uh, went, uh, went to Jim Ross's show before Night Champions, the one-man show. Excellent show. I really enjoyed Jim Ross's show. Didn't know what to expect. Had not been to one of his shows before. Uh, he had a special guest, Scott Hall, there. That was really neat to see. Uh, it's sort of his Q&A guest. So it was uh, it was a really good show. And then went straight from that show 
to uh, Night of Champions. So uh, I, I I don't know what's going on in the football world. I don't know what's going on in baseball world. I just I feel out of the loop. I feel weird, and I have not watched the show. Obviously, being there at the show, but I have not watched the broadcast. So y'all gonna fill me in, and also to help me fill help fill me in on what happened from the from the live from the live television perspective. Obviously, I was there, so I saw it in my, with my own eyes. But uh, to kind of fill in what I might have missed being there in person. And then I'll fill in what you guys might have missed watching on the show. We'll do a tag team here. Is uh, my trusty co-host here on the post-game show, Torchcom, is Greg Parks. Greg, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, thanks, James. Very good, and uh, good to have you on the show. I know we're starting at midnight your time, uh, a little bit later than usual. So we'll have you on for about an hour, and then we'll, we'll take a lot of phone calls on the show. Um, Greg, I really haven't had a chance to process the... You know, put the show through the booking cap or with, with the booking cap on, and kind of process the show analytically and you know storylines and what does this do for that, all that sort of stuff. So, I'm more sort of processing like the live reactions and how people reacted, and I haven't really gone to the booking philosophy yet. So, Greg, watching uh, watching the pay per view, what was your overall thought, or what are your overall thoughts on the show, uh, and do you have a zero to ten score kind of in mind at the top of the show? Uh, first impression, I thought it was kind of thumbs in the middle, leaning uh, up, I guess. Uh, there was enough good here. There wasn't any real clunkers. There wasn't any real stinkers. There were a few matches that were pretty forgettable, right around the two-star range. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some other performances that were maybe slightly better than I expected. So I guess it all kind of evened out. The uh, main event segment... Uh, specifically the post-match involving Kane. You had Sheamus involved there as well. Seth Rollins walking away with not the United States Championship, but with the WWE World title, which, uh, you know, a lot of people did predict that. Um, There was a lot to digest, sort of, after that match with Sheamus coming out, Kane attacking both Seth Rollins and Sheamus. Uh, I'll have to see how that shakes out on Raw tomorrow night, specifically leading... Uh, to the next pay-per-view and, and, and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are holding their breath on a possible Kane versus Seth Rollins match. That's going to happen. Uh, that's not... I, I, that, was my, that was one of my yeah, takeaways. That, <laughs> that match has happened in Hell in a Cell. That's yeah. uh, not exactly inspiring, <laughs> and, and, and I think it's going to lower some people's opinions of this show if, if that's one of the major takeaways coming out of this show is that it's leading to uh, a Kane versus uh, Seth Rollins for the WWE World title at the next show. Although this was... This was masked uh, Demon Kane returning, not Corporate Kane, mm-hmm. which if there's any silver lining in that, um, this is the preferable Kane to me than the, the other alternative. <laughs> yes, I, I would agree with that completely. Um, really, yeah, it was an interesting show from the sense that, the way that, to me, kind of stepping back and looking at this overall, the way they structured it, um, we saw Ring of Honor have a similar pay-per-view on Friday where... They open with Jay Lethal defending the TV title, and they close with Jay Lethal defending the ROH title. Tonight, WWE did a different, uh, had a different approach. They did not have Cena Rollins open the show. They had Cena Rollins in the semi-main event. Cena won the U.S. title, and they immediately went into Sting and Rollins, which was kind of interesting because it, it almost made Rollins seem like the babyface, having to face sort of a stacked deck uh, against you know a fresh, obviously you know much older, but you know a fresh Sting. Um, so that kind of was interesting as far as the dynamic goes, the presentation. Um, and then in the match itself, it looked like Sting 
Um, I'm not sure how it came across on TV, but it certainly looked like he got his bell rung um, on that buckle yeah. bomb. And the crowd was very like, what's going on? And, you know, then they kind of went to the, the quick finish and then the post-match, like you mentioned. Um, Greg, how, how did it come across on TV as far as the finish of that WWE title match? Yeah, it definitely came across like there was a, a legit injury and this wasn't being played up as a as a storyline, which is something they could have done going in. You know, the, the hot young stud Seth Rollins, uh, you know, he took it to Sting. You know, Sting bumped around, I think, a lot more than a lot of people would have expected for a 56-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, even in the main event title match here. So they could have played that up as maybe, you know, Sting being injured somewhere along the way by Seth Rollins. Uh, but this felt different. It, it didn't feel like it was part of the flow of the match. It didn't feel um, like it was an injury angle. It, it felt legit even to those, I, I think, watching on the network. And then you had them go relatively quickly to the finishing sequence. And I think that um, was uh, another indicator to a lot of people that um, whatever was, was wrong with Sting was legit. Mm. Yeah, because he took a buckle bomb earlier in the match. He looked fine. And and then the second one, though, yeah, the replay looked like like Sting, like the back of Sting's head, I really hit the corner, either the, the ring post or, and, or the buckle. Yeah. And right after that, he was sort of leaning on the ropes, trying to almost steady himself. Right. Uh, right after that move, too, if you, if you watch the replay. So, yeah, it, it looked like that was the move that uh, whatever happened, that did it. Yeah, that was... Yeah, the way because it looked like he was gonna maybe no sell and then come out and kind of do the, you know, pound his chest and howl kind of the sting routine. But yeah, when he kind of slumped out and Rollins was kind of like leaning toward him, waiting for Sting to do something and then it didn't happen. And that kind of threw it. Yeah, you could tell something was off. So, uh, so I hope that he's okay. And you know, it's it's the risk of a physical match, like you said. You know, Sting had a you know he didn't he didn't phone this in. He had there were a lot of physical bumps he went through the spanish announce table um there was a, you know, this was a 15 16 minute match it wasn't a i, I thought they might do Dive a quick off the top rope yep yeah exactly to the outside you're exactly right yeah this was this was uh, and sting looked in good shape for his age you know didn't wrestle the t-shirt on so that was encouraging um but yeah it looked like just you know a bad spot in the corner so I, i'm curious what's next for sting you know does he disappear for a while, um, come back, you know, later on. I guess we'll, you know, we have a lot of time to discuss that before Mania. But, uh, Greg, I, I want to take a step back before to fo- go to phone calls. Kind of look at the overall picture of the titles changing hands tonight. Um, we talked about Cena regaining the U.S. title. I think that should help Raw to kind of go back to the Open Challenge. Um, you have Charlotte winning the Divas title, and then um, I would say a mild surprise: Kevin Owens won the Intercontinental title from Ryback. Uh, we look at those three title changes, Greg. What what do you see from that? Is one stand out as a bigger deal than another? Uh, your overall impressions of the title? Three out of five titles changing hands tonight. Actually, I think the the biggest one as far as what it means is Charlotte winning the Divas title. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Charlotte selling the knee for. Uh, ten minutes in this match. Nikki Bella did whatever she could to keep Charlotte on the ground. And working that knee and working that knee, mm-hmm. and Charlotte was still able to come back and get the victory. That was uh, a story told to make Charlotte look really good. 
You know, even though she didn't come in and it wasn't Moyan Bam Boom and she squashes Nikki Bella, that would have been one way to do it. But, I mean, she looked tough here mm-hmm. because of the way she won the title, the big celebration with her father. They got a, a backstage segment afterward as well. So, in the grand scheme of this Divas revolution that WWE is trying to portray, I think Charlotte winning the Divas title here and, and being the first call-up of the, the trio uh, to win that title and to take it away from Nikki Bella, who represents the opposite, really, of what the Divas Revolution represents in the storyline, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if that signals any kind of uh, change on screen or, or anything else with the Divas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So a great way to keep up with what's going on in professional wrestling is a podcast like this. But if you want to get deep into a career, a personality, or an era of professional wrestling, Audible is the way to go. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. And every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs, which might be helpful after a really disappointing wrestling event. I'm a big fan of Audible. I've been a member for years and years. It's how I've listened to some wrestling books, including Jim Ross, My Life in Wrestling. His new book is coming out later this month, Under the Black Hat. You can get that for free right now by becoming an Audible subscriber with a special offer we'll detail in just a moment. You can also download and listen to Kane's new book, Glenn Jacobs' new book that just came out. My Audible library includes a lot more than pro wrestling books. Right now I'm in the middle of Einstein. I also listen to Lose Weight Now by Alan Carr. I'm down 14 pounds since mid-December. I'm pretty close to my goal weight right now and back to where I was when I was about 30. And it's because of this book setting me on the right course. Without doing any extra exercise compared to what I had been doing and not feeling deprived or hungry pretty much ever. Also, Alan Carr has a book called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. I know about a dozen people who have listened to that book and quit smoking for good. I can absolutely endorse that book if you're looking to quit smoking. He also has books on getting out of debt, on mindfulness, on the easy way to quit gambling, on quitting sugar, managing alcohol consumption, and more. So if you're uh, into fulfilling a New Year's resolution that lapsed by mid-January, hey, now's the time to get back on track with the help of an Alan Carr book. So whether it's uh, self-help or just learning about a fascinating historical figure or immersing yourself in the life and career 
of somebody like Jim Ross or Glenn Jacobs, Audible is the way to go. So how does Audible work? Well, you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere through the Audible app. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. I have it installed on both my Galaxy tablet and my Galaxy phone. Sometimes I set the uh, tablet up on the kitchen counter and play the audiobook while I'm cooking. You can listen across all devices without losing your spots. When I move from the tablet to my phone, it remembers where I am, which is nice. And if you can't decide what to listen to, don't worry, because you can store up your credits for up to a year. Then you can binge order a book series if something jumps out at you that is of interest. And by the way, it's not just books. They have guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, exclusive Audible originals that you won't find anywhere else. It's uh, it, it's fun just browsing. You know how you can do that on Netflix sometimes? Um, you can do that on Audible too. Just browse through these audiobooks that will fit your mood. It's also a good way for me to wind down. At the end of the night, after doing uh, pro wrestling podcasting, I'll often put an audiobook on before falling asleep. And it takes my mind off of the day and makes me feel like my wind-down period is, is productive uh, with the lights turned off. And as I mentioned with Audible, you can listen in the kitchen while you're cooking. You can listen while you're winding down at the end of the day. You can also turn it on while you're commuting or walking your dog or at the gym exercising. So here's what you do. Visit audible.com slash pwtorch. That's audible.com slash PWTorch, or simply text PWTorch to 500-500. There's no spaces in that, by the way. It's just P-W-T-O-R-C-H, audible.com slash PWTorch, or text PWTorch to 500-500. And you can claim your free audiobook today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I wonder if, and this might be more of a pipe dream, but uh, for a lot of people especially, is they'll retire the Divas title and introduce the women's title um, and kind of go back to that. I, I think a lot of people like to see that, kind of the, the end of the Nikki era as the end of the Divas title era, and now let's go to the women's title division. Don't know what's going to happen. I, I think if you're ever going to do it, this is the chance to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't do it here, I, you know, I think that's probably never going to happen. Um, yeah, barking up the wrong tree. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, um, tomorrow night on Raw is a pretty good spot to go ahead and, and make that wholesale change of the division. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff from tonight's show. And uh, we will go to phone calls now, get a lot of different perspectives on the show. Like I said, I was there live at Night of Champions in the building. Greg was watching it uh, on, on the network. I, I presume on the network. I mean, you, does anybody buy cable pay-per-view anymore? Does that exist anymore, Greg? I, 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 wait, there's flashcards. Uh, well, flashcards. According, according to the announcers, it doesn't. But hmm. uh, on my cable guide, it's still there. Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. 
does exist. Interesting. I don't know who to believe, Jay. <laughs> well, I'm going to believe, and I'm going to presume that you're watching the network, Greg. So I'm, I'm going to safely assume I that. that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to see how many buys come in for this show. It's always fun to see. Yes, people are actually still buying the pay-per-views. That's always fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take phone calls, get you guys' perspective, thoughts on the show. The number to call us here on the Livecast postgame show is 646-721-9828. Or you can drop us an email. I've got it pulled up at pwtorchlivecast at gmo.com. And let's uh, kick things off with the uh, 305 area code. Welcome to show 305. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. DJ from Miami. Hey, DJ. What's your mind tonight? I got two quick things. My first thing is that... um. Now that the Wyatts won, what do you guys, I mean, they keep on going down the ladder. What do you guys think that they're going to do with these guys? Do you think they're going to give them a third guy to bring them up back up the ladder? Or, I mean, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what they're going to push a Wyatts now because they have three. And, I mean, these guys just keep on going down the ladder and they're supposed to be going up the ladder. Yeah, Greg, I, I felt like the addition of Jericho, um, was, it was a nice surprise on the crowd. It was really hot for Jericho. Uh, he took the loss, so you know the you know Reigns and Ambrose didn't win, they didn't lose. There was nothing really resolved here. It was more just a bridge to whatever's mm-hmm. next. So I I don't know if this is going to turn to a regular occurrence where the you know, where Ambrose and Reigns try to find somebody every single month or you know every other week on TV and doesn't really work out that well and this thing goes on forever. I mean that's what it feels like they're on pace to do, but. Uh, what, what's your reaction, Greg, to how this played out tonight? Jericho's the special guest. We don't know why, unless they explain on, on, on the TV, which I'll get your thoughts on that. But um, Jericho comes in, loses, leaves, kind of uh, mad, um, and the thing continues on. So what do you make of how, what they're doing with this program? Yeah, I would I would put Jericho in that nice surprise category, although part of me thinks Tommy Dreamer would have been a nice surprise as well. You know, that's... Uh... We always go back to that well, nice surprise, Tommy Dreamer, whenever you need a, a surprise. But um, <clears throat> I think what intrigues me the most is, is Jericho's attitude after the match. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know what that means. You know, I don't know if that's uh, if he's going to get an extended run here. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine him you know, now feuding with Ambrose or Reigns or anything like that because obviously. Ambrose and Reigns' deal with the Wyatts is not finished. Like you said, they didn't take the, the loss, mm-hmm. uh, so nothing was really resolved there. Um, so I, I'm not sure what that was really about. I think Jericho taking the loss here was probably the right move, whether or not he sticks around for the short term. I, I think it was the right move. Um, this was one of those matches that was just kind of there to me. Mm-hmm. It, uh, WWE's done a nice job of protecting Braun Strowman, all things considered, given how limited he really is. So he was made to to look dominant. Um, but, yeah, you, you kind of get the impression that Reigns and Ambrose are going to cycle through these partners until they can finally find someone who helps take down the Wyatt family. Um, but I, I don't know. I, does it... And next month, does it go back to a Wyatt versus Reigns singles match? Do they do Ambrose versus Wyatt again? There are so many different combinations and permutations of this feud that uh, that you can do that it, it's sort of hard to predict at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like anybody in NXT. I mean, I think the popular choice was Samoa Joe, but they've made this more about Strowman being this massive man who just manhandles big 
anybody, big, small, wide, skinny. I mean, just everybody. And he's not very good. I, you know, watching him live, he's not good. I'll just be nice. Um, but I'm trying to think of like somebody in NXT who they could like bring in as a babyface to match up with. And I, I mean, like big cast with Enzo Amore is the only one that really comes to mind. Is someone like at Strowman's size? Good. Go I think the ideal choice would be Daniel Bryan, mm. uh, given his history with the Wyatt family, um, and uh, you know the reaction he would get, um, the teaming with Reigns. You may be able to <laughs> to get some rub from Bryan to Reigns to get him over more as a babyface. I don't know. Um, I, I think that would be the ultimate best case scenario for WWE if they were able to luck into that. But you know, who knows what. Brian's status is going to be going forward. Yeah. And you do an easy David versus Goliath story. You know, that's easy to tell. And, yeah, I mean, you, you, get, you get up, Brian. Um, like you said, it's kind of that thing of, like, when will he ever be clear to come back and wrestle? Maybe that's why this is sort of a, you know, Jericho's a placeholder until maybe, like you said, Brian comes back. I mean, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a popular pick. Um, maybe it's Orton, you know, when Orton does come back and he wants revenge. And no. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's I, not even go there. I could have said Jey Uso, and that would have been interesting. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I prefer Jey Uso over Randy Orton at this point. Yeah, well, I'll go with In you. that role. Yes, yeah. I'll go with that. Um, DJ, follow up on that. Another question or comment? Yeah, my second thing is that, that now that Kane is back as a demon, I just don't want him... I just don't feel like I want to see him and Rollins. I feel like, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'd rather see Kane go out there when uh, Undertaker and, you know, and Brock come out and him fighting, you know, his brother the last, you know, you know, I don't know, WrestleMania or something, then, you know, to see those two guys go at it. You know what I mean? I want to see something else because it's competitive already. Yeah, I, I think with Rollins and Kane, they WWE feels like they've got to complete that story with the way that Kane was written off TV a couple months ago. Uh, and, and I think also they need to kind of have a placeholder title match and go from Rollins and Sting to you know Rollins and Kane and have that be secondary to the blow-off match between Brock and Taker. And you know Kane's an easy you know an easy. You know, it's an easy match. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that you know, you, I mean, it's easy to predict is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but it's more. Uh, I a, guess if there's a yeah, go ahead, if Rick. there's a silver lining to this, it should be a, a pretty strong win for Rollins over uh, Kane if they yeah. do in fact do that match. Yeah, it, it kind of a you know, I know he's a heel and he's got to cheat to win, but it's just sort of a credibility builder. You know, I, I think Rollins mm-hmm. needs a little bit more credibility as the champion, and yeah, I know he's the weasley heel and he's. He's got to cheat to win everything, but I think they, they've still got to establish he's credible. Uh, and how he keeps retaining is by heel tactics. So, uh, yeah, I think this would be a, you know, a, a fine underneath uh, the big main event for next month match. And kind of get it, maybe this is a way to get it out of the way and nobody really notices. You know, there's no, there's no pressure on this match to carry a pay-per-view type situation. And mm-hmm. then get it out of the way and then move on to whatever it's Survivor Series. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I say that before we've seen anything on TV, but at this moment in time, I'm okay with Seth and Kane in the next pay-per-view. Just, Greg, I'd rather them just get it out of the way than drag it out for months and have it be the main event of every single pay-per-view for like three months in a row. So, 
Put well, the yeah, off I mean, and if, move you, on. if you if you have to if you have to choose, <laughs> uh, whether it's Rollins versus Kane in one pay per view or Rollins versus Kane in three pay per views, yes, obviously I'll take the one. Now that being said, I would much rather see zero Rollins versus Kane pay per view matches, but that doesn't seem to be on the table at this point. I'm gonna throw something at you. It's past midnight Eastern. We're getting a little wacky already here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the Demon Kane, right? Um, there's an NXT top star there who also kind of the Demon Unleashed, Finn Balor. Um, mm. do, do you see any link here to to get to make Kane relevant and to bring Balor up and and maybe uh. The duel is something, maybe uh, Kane had a child, his name is Finn Balor, the Demon's Unleashed, you know. Get, getting a little wild here in the post-game show, Greg. What do you, what do you think of that idea? Uh, you, are, you are getting wild here, James. Trying, I like it. Trying to keep it uh, interesting. I, I, don't, I don't see a connection. Um, I, I, I don't think they're ready to call up Balor, mostly because things have gotten a little thin on top in NXT. And sure. I know... You can do NXT and you can do WWE main roster at the same time. Maybe not over the long term, but we saw that with Kevin Owens. Um, I, I don't. I don't think NXT, if you want to make it a touring brand, as they are becoming more and more, that you can continue to poach the top of NXT without elevating some more guys there. And I don't think NXT is ready for Finn Balor to to head to the main roster permanently. Now, that being said, when that time does come and Finn Balor does debut on the main roster, Kane's probably still going to be around at at that point. I mean, so... He'll be there still, forever. We can still talk like it's a possibility, even if we're not, you know, saying tomorrow it's going to happen. I really would hate to see Balor Mm -hmm. being tied to Kane Mm. right off the bat. Mm. Uh, Kane is sort of like uh, an anchor at this point in his career. (laughs) And it would be, I would, I would hate to see Balor kind of uh, swimming upstream right off the bat. You know, it would, Kane's going to be in a prominent position, so it would put Balor in a prominent position right off the Mm -hmm. bat. But you would also hope that, WWE would have the wherewithal to debut him in a prominent position, regardless uh, whether or not he's he's paired with Kane or, or has anything to do with Kane. Mm. Good good uh, good answer. I like it. Yeah, um, I'm with you there, Greg. So um, a good save on my weird question. Well played. Uh, let's go to another phone. I, call. I mean, it, it's worth yeah. considering. Worth considering. Yeah. The well, demon okay. link, you know, just uh, Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. demon, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there, so just go, just throwing it out there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash PW Torch VIP. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, DJ, appreciate the phone call. And let's go to a international phone call. This this is uh, Mike Lee. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Mike, are you with us? Good. How are you? Hey, there you go, Mike. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I just have a couple quick comments to keep it going because I just want to listen. Um, uh, might we, we might have lost your uh, your connection. Uh, yep, looks like uh, your connection dropped off there. So call back in. I'll come back to you. Uh, but look, yeah, it looks like your internet connection went out. So uh, call back. I'll go right back to you. Uh, let's go to our next phone call. And uh, next up is the 478 area code. Welcome to show 478. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Darrell from Georgia. Darrell, good to hear from you. What's your mind tonight? Uh, um, I got two comments and a question. Okay. Um, my first comment is um, the fans are getting outrageous with the jump-ins and run-ins. That was a wild one. The guy that mm-hmm. looked like a bald-headed dread, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my first comment. And my second comment is, Thank God that we finally got a heel who's doing psychology and using heel tactics like raking the eyes to get a win. Kevin Owens, oh, 
awesome heel. Got to be the number one heel in the company. And um, y'all can elaborate on that afterwards. Um, and here's my question. Sure. Um, are you thinking that we might get a triple threat with that so we can finally get off Seamus with this briefcase <laughs> and so they can finally get rid of that off of him so we don't have to worry about him ever holding the title right now? And those are my three things, and y'all have a nice night. All right. Good topics, Darrell. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, I had had that thought that maybe Sheamus might cash in during the Seth Sting match, Greg, Um, especially after the set precedent at WrestleMania where Seth cashed in in the middle of a match. I thought they might have Sheamus cash in, and and that way Seth could pin Sheamus and Sting could kind of get out of losing. Um, They didn't go that route, so... Yeah, that's kind of off the table. Yeah, I thought that would have been a way to get rid of Sheamus' briefcase and kind of get that off out of there. So uh, they didn't do it here. Uh, Seth Kane and Sheamus, Hell in a Cell. That's an interesting thought. Um, I don't know if they'd announce it in advance. I think that would have to be, again, a sort of a mid-match cash-in situation, turn it into a triple threat. Um, Greg, first on, on that topic with Sheamus, what do you think about that uh, situation with Sheamus and the briefcase and maybe a triple threat? Yeah, Sheamus's character, I don't think, would cash it in for a match uh, and let the, his opposition know ahead of time. You know, every promo he's cut um, with the briefcase has been uh, he's going to be opportunistic about it, mm-hmm. and he's going to do it at the right moment for him and when his opponent is at its weakest. So it would be uh, a total 180 for him to decide to cash it in, uh, you know, as a match and make it a, a triple threat and lower his own odds mm. because now he's facing two guys instead of one. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's really become... And it's funny how uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase itself has become much more of an albatross mm. in general than when it first debuted. You know, when when the Money in the Bank briefcase concept first debuted it was great because it gave you all these unique scenarios that could happen and you saw all these unique cash-ins and all these memorable moments of guys winning their first title and now you have it on a a guy like Sheamus and the whole idea seems to be man when can he cash this in so he can get rid of it and move on to something else Mm -hmm. you know it's gotten to that point with the money in the bank briefcase I don't know if it's because it's it's being carried by someone like Seamus who's sort of stuck in that uh, middle between upper mid-card and main event and and not really fitting in either one of those categories, or if it's just the Money in the Bank briefcase has sort of run its course as a gimmick, and there there just really isn't a lot of more unique scenarios to play out with it. We saw it at WrestleMania with Seth Rollins. Uh, that was a, a solid cash-in, and, and he was a good Money in the Bank briefcase holder, I thought. Um, but with Sheamus, it's sort of a different story. I'm trying to think back to the most recent briefcase holder, because that's an interesting... That's a, that'd be an interesting column, Greg, for the newsletter, is is it is the Money in the Bank briefcase run its course, or has it just been held by bad, bad people to hold it recently? Like, you go back to Damian Sandow, who held it and lost... Um, there was Rollins, who held it until Mania, and now Sheamus. And I, I think those are the last three. I could be wrong. There might be a fourth in there somewhere. But I feel those are the last three to hold the briefcase. And those haven't really gone well. Well, I mean, 
you know, Rollins, obviously, but he held that briefcase for so long that it just became annoying, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't know. That, that that's an interesting that's an interesting uh, thing to kind of study and think about. That's 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 interesting. Um, Kevin Owens as a heel, uh, yeah, the eye the eye rake, the eye gouge, setting up. The uh, the roll up for the finish to to win the Intercontinental title from Ryback, yeah, it was a very very nice heel tactic. It wasn't, you know, it was uh, you know, it was very heelish, and refreshingly heelish. Um, the thing about Owens, Owens is really interesting to me. You know, um, this was a very split crowd for this match. There were a lot of people for Owens, a lot of people for Ryback, and I was gonna I was gonna ask yeah. you about that because I thought there was a pretty big pop when Owens came out. There was. There definitely was, and yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, that that's how it came across on TV, and I kind of wanted to ask you if it was similar in the arena. I mean, it was it was noticeable, his positive reaction when his music hit to come out. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is he resonates with the audience. Uh, I, there's, and, and, you know, another thing, that, you know, another one of these case study things, but I think a lot of fans just, a lot of them ignore the heel tactics, um, because, you know, it's just the way booking has gone and the lack of fundamentals, a lot of people just sort of ignore these sort of, oh, you know, I rake to win, no big deal. Uh, and, and so, but with Kevin Owens, there's something about him that resonates with the audience. And a lot of a lot of the fans in our section look like Kevin Owens. Uh, not necessarily, like, big, just he looks like the working class man. You know what I mean? He just, he does a... He doesn't have a, a great physique. He doesn't have a great look. He's not uh, the most athletic person in the world. He just seems like sort of the working man, you know? And I think a lot of people in the crowd tonight were of the sort of, you know, middle class, uh, you know, economicals, whatever that term is. Um, the economic. Yeah, the, thank you, Greg. The, the wordsmith. Um <laughs> I'm I'm running on fumes, so I'm, words are not coming to me right now. But you know, it's just sort of the, the middle class working man, yeah, and that was a lot of the audience tonight. The, the audience tonight was very interesting. I saw a lot more um, females in the crowd than I'd ever seen at a pay per view. That was interesting, and then a lot of Attitude Era Monday Night War twenty twenty or thirty somethings in the crowd. That's standard for a pay per view in Houston. But I think that Owens just sort of resonates with people. He, he's you know he's not John Cena. He's not Dolph Ziggler. Um, he's not Cesaro. He's uh, a little bit. He's a little bit like Dean Ambrose, you know. And Ambrose got a very strong reaction tonight. So I, I just think that Owens and Ambrose are in that category of grungy, um, working man type characters that resonate with people. And this crowd was very much receptive to Owens, and they like Owens. That you know, yeah, you know, because for so long on TV, it's been the you know for a while there was the what run? What, what you know? Cesaro did that thing like walk away. You know, once walk away or whatever it was. Um, th- you know, this crowd wasn't thinking about that. You know, they were into Owens. They didn't care about the the television. That indictment of the of the booking. The booking doesn't really resonate with mm-hmm. fans. You know, that's a whole other topic. But it's become pick and choose your favorites because so much of the booking yeah. is like right down the middle that it's like, well, I just I don't care. You know, I'm just gonna pick my favorite. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Greg. And not not to get off on another topic or to get too philosophical about this here, uh, WWE has spent so much time and energy telling the fans that we're here to entertain you. Mm-hmm. And so the fans, obviously, are going to respond by cheering the people who entertain them, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're booked to be a heel or a babyface. 
And the two people you mentioned, Dean Ambrose and uh, Kevin Owens, one is booked to be a heel, one is booked to be a babyface. Mm-hmm. However, they're both cheered by the same uh, section of fans who, whether or not it's it's subliminal or you know they even understand that they're doing it, but you know WWE has they're they're still trying to book in a way by baby faces and heels, um, but they're also telling fans, hey, we're here to entertain you. Everybody you're you're watching, they're coming out to have great matches. They're coming out to put smiles on your faces. And to some people, Kevin Owens does that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's his entering work, whether it's his uh, shouting during the match to keep the the fans engaged, whatever. And people will say, Kevin Owens, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. And WWE's trying to entertain me, so I'm going to cheer him. And I think that might be part of why he's getting that reaction and why some of the heels are being cheered. If they're entertaining heels, the fans are going to cheer them because it's about entertainment. New Day is exactly as you described. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. they are, you know, uh, their music played and the – the crowd was, uh, you know, because Big E kind of does the same intro, just changes the city. The crowd recognized his intro speech, you know, uh, uh, Houston, da 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 you know, and does the speech. The crowd, it, it was almost like, uh, not not to the level of, you know, everybody at the NXT show knew the Enzo Amore intro. Not, I'm not saying that, but there was a recognition of the act. And there was, uh, like you said, there was the entertainment value for Xavier doing the trombone at ringside. People were cheering and popping. So when 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 Xavier, you know, uh, inter, inter, you know, interrupts the match and, and costs the Dudleys the tag titles, there wasn't a lot of heat. It was more like, oh, well, that sucks. But there wasn't like a lustful boo, you know. And so, and, you know, there was a pop when Xavier went to the uh, to the table because it, 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 it's exactly what you said. It's that thing of like, you've entertained me, but I want to see you go through a table. <laughs> you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's this this weird. Yeah, you did something heelish here. I'm gonna boo you, but you entertain me here. Five seconds later, I'm gonna cheer. It's it's just and that's that's a result of WWE focusing on the entertainment and abandoning basic booking principles to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know they they shouldn't be sitting there wondering why uh, people aren't emotionally invested, wondering why uh, their heels can't get heat or you know whatever it is. It's because they've trained the fans to not care about that sort of thing. Mm. And I'm I'm wondering how much of that affects ratings. The whole idea, like exactly what you said, Greg, the idea that we're here to entertain you. Okay, well, Raw hasn't really ent- entertained me in a couple weeks, so I'm not going to watch. You know, because there's there's no real investment in the characters, the storylines, or you know, there's no emotional tie to keep you coming back. It's more like, yeah, Raw was pretty boring last week, so I'm going to go watch football, or I'm going to watch, you know, whatever else on TV. Or I'm not going to watch any TV, I'm going to do something else. It, it ha- it's become so viewer-driven that you're right. If you're not entertained, you don't watch, or you don't go buy a ticket to the house show. And, it, uh, yeah, I think that's a very dangerous ground to be on. Uh, like you said, sort of the, the lack of fundamentals. And uh, Jim Ross talked a little bit about that as one-man show tonight, or this afternoon, and he closed, it's just my opinion. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that he has a great opinion about these sort of things, and there's just sort of a, a lack of reception to it, and that's why he kind of uh, jokingly just closes with, that's my opinion, <laughs> you know, because it just, uh, he, he knows what's going on, you know, just listening to the one-man show, but, you know, it's just the people in WWE just aren't receptive to those sort of uh, fundamental ideas. Uh, it is about the entertainment, so 
went off on a tangent there, and I think Darrell's first question was about fan run-ins. And, yeah, we've seen a lot of this recently. And uh, it, it's funny because where I was sitting, I was, like, directly in front of the security guards at ringside, not the ones where the fan came through. He came from an opposite side. Uh, but the ones that were in front of me were turning around to watch the show a lot. Um, and so it would have been very easy for someone to hop the guardrail, especially during Roman Reigns' entrance, because everybody's standing up, everybody's watching, everybody's looking where Reigns is coming through. It would be very easy for somebody to sneak into the ring, because everybody, including the security guards, are watching the entrance. They're not watching the fans. And so, um, you know, I, I think that, well, I don't know how it is building the building, but tonight's building, security was the Toyota Center. They had Toyota Center little logos on their shirts. So this wasn't a WWE, you know, that wasn't like WWE went out and hired Atlas Security. You know, it's the arena's security. And mm-hmm. they might have to revisit this going forward because it has happened a couple times now. Uh, and, it, you know, this copycat, you know, wrestling fans can be copycat. So it might happen again. Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, Find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what, what do you make of this of this fan run-in situation, Greg? Is, is it a situation or is it just coincidence? Uh, I think it's a coincidence at this point, I think. Um, and I don't really know enough about WWE's security procedures or how they uh, train the event staff to deal with things. Uh, to really comment any further on it, but um, it's an unfortunate situation, and you know you, you just hope it doesn't happen again, or hope it doesn't become a, a serious issue if it does. Yeah, or even happen like during a match, you know, and, and have mm-hmm. something like that happen where somebody's you know going for a move, and you know, and somebody runs in. So um, yeah, I, you know, it might be something WWE's got to spend a little bit more money on uh, as far as uh, security, but. Uh, it was very interesting to see the security react afterward. Afterward, they were they were telling all the fans in the front row to sit down. They had not done that uh, the entire show. And then all of a sudden, for that six man tag, the security kept telling fans to sit down. And I guess I guess maybe it was so they could more easily identify potential um, hooligans who might uh, who might be looking to do that. So uh, let me go to uh, a two eight one area code. This should be my good friend James Mirror James out of Houston. James, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, James and Greg. How y'all doing? Doing great. I uh, saw James a lot this weekend. Saw him at NXT. I uh, had a good conversation after NXT. Then James was at the Jim Ross one-man show, asked the last question of the night in the Q&A, and then saw James on the way out of Toyota Center. So it's been a busy weekend. We've had a lot of a lot of good uh, wrestling in front of us this weekend, James. What, what's uh, what's in your mind tonight? What the hell is with the wave? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the wave. Well, first, I'm coming right back to you, James. Greg, like, did the how much of the wave during the Seth Rollins Cena match? How much of that did that come across on TV? They did a wide shot of it when Rollins was 
sort of acknowledging it mm-hmm. in the ring because he kind of paused to acknowledge it and right right to, before Cena had rolled him up mm-hmm. for the near fall there. So they did a wide shot of it uh, back to, I think if I remember correctly, it was back. Um, the, the angle was almost from the entranceway out. Okay. So I think that's what it was. Um, but when Rollins acknowledged it, it sort of forced WWE's hand. I think they, they had to acknowledge it production-wise, too. Yeah, it was interesting to me how, how it unfolded. Um, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a wave where the fans were not in the match. The fans were actually really into that match at that point. I, I just think the crowd was in a really good mood, and it's also baseball season. The Astros are in the playoff hunt. Terrible week, but the other is still in the playoff hunt. Um, and so it, it, baseball fever is picking up a little bit in Houston, and I think some fans inebriated. Um, typically the people who start a wave have had a, a few beverages. It's my experience at baseball games, watching them. So I think that there might have been some people who were at Minute Maid for the baseball game who walked a couple blocks down to Toyota Center to watch some wrestling, and they decided to bring the baseball with them, and they started the wave, and this was the chance to do it. And, 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 and it, again, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a disrespectful wave. It was more of a we're having fun, we're going to do the wave kind of a wave. It was weird, but it was interesting. Because uh, again, the, the the crowd was into this. They weren't they weren't down or bored, um, and and then I thought that uh, kind of what we we're just talking about, Greg. I I think that why WWE acknowledged it is because it showed the crowd was entertained. I think that's mm-hmm. what they're going for, and so that why they acknowledged it, I think was because they wanted to say, hey, the audience is entertained. Look at this crowd interaction. They are enjoying the match. It's not so much about Seth the heel trying to um, defeat Cena, the top babyface. I think in that moment they want to acknowledge there was some entertainment value being had. I thought that Seth and Cena really owned this really well. And, and here's what I saw happen. These are two pros. I don't know who called this, but you know Seth stands up. He starts conducting the wave. Kind of funny. And then, see, obviously, Rollins took his eye off the ball. Boom. Cena comes in. Quick roll-up attempt. On the unsuspecting heel champion, boom, one, two, near fall the crowd. All of a sudden, the crowd's looking at the, around the arena at the wave, and all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, near fall. They almost, that match almost ended. Wave was done. That was the end of the wave because everybody's attention went to the near fall, and there's a big reaction to the near fall, and the match continues. There's no more wave. So I thought that was handled very professionally, and I thought WWE got what they, what they, what they wanted out of it, which was look at this crowd. Look how entertained they are. I think that's yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not only that, James, but I think it was a, it was an advertisement by WWE to the fans watching at home, saying, "Hey, if you come to a WWE live event, you can be this entertained too." Mm. Like so, it was almost uh, an acknowledgement that, "Hey, the fans who are here live have a good time. Mm-hmm. Look at the good time they're having. Come watch WWE shows live, and you can have that kind of fun too." Mm. Yeah, the great add-on. That's a great point. Yeah, I think it's. You know, it's kind of a maybe what James is going for, more maybe an indictment of the booking that they the crowd was not invested in the match. Uh, but I think WWE is like ha- I think WWE was happy with the wave. I think they were like you said, they could make they could turn into a marketing thing. Um, and, and so that's kind of interesting. Uh, James, I, I cut you off there because I had that I had that wave topic in my head, so you nailed it. And I wanted to run with it. Um, go go ahead, James. What was on your mind? 
Yeah, we also could have been doing the wave two to get off that piss poor Texans loss today too. By the way, I was trying to find a positive <laughs> sports moment from today. Not the Texans. We have no quarterback. Like the Cowboys, they don't have um, one either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, most of the stuff that you guys were talking about that was pretty much almost identical verbatim the conversation that we had the other night, James. Uh-huh. And it, you know, and, and I and I totally concur with all that. Um, as far as Kevin Owens, I do agree. I really think if and this is a big if. WWE plays this right. He could be a hell of a baby face. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you said, the crowd was into him. I think we sat in the same section, and I do agree um, that there was a lot of uh, there was a lot more um, adults than there was the last time. Because for SmackDown, we were there were a lot of families, a lot a lot of families and a lot of kids there. But yeah, there were a lot more adults and like you said, a lot more females in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was uh, extremely interesting. And I do want to go back to the wave real quick. Do you think, because my train of thought was maybe they were doing the wave because maybe they were kind of bored and just kind of maybe thought that, you know, they're going through the paces and until the match gets exciting, let's just keep ourselves entertained because that's what I thought. Mm. Whenever the wave was happening, that that was my interpretation of it. What do you think? Yeah, and that was kind of the conflict I had because usually the wave is like you said a, a match where the crowd is bored. There's a long beat down on somebody. You know, it's just it, it's Sheamus Randy Orton. You know, that's like the perfect match for a wave. No knock against Sheamus. No knock against Orton. It's just the matchup is really really bad. That's a that's a match for wave. But I feel like the crowd was into was into this match, and so yeah, I'm like, okay, wave equals really bad board match or bad match board crowd. This wave, I don't feel like the crowd's bored. So it, it, maybe, but like you said, it was a moment in the match where the wave happened. It was when Cena was selling, and he had been selling for a little while, and yeah, so maybe maybe that was more about the spot in the match than the actual match itself. So yeah, it's. It was kind of like the perfect pocket. You know, it was almost like a good transition hole. The crowd busted out the wave. A great transition to the second half of the match. So, hey, it's better than a chin lock, you know, in the Randy Orton special. So, um, was it yeah. uh, was it out of character, though, for Rollins to acknowledge it and play into it as much as he did? He almost played it as a baby face, yeah. it seemed like. Did you yeah. have a problem with that? I, I think that, um, that that's the hard thing about this is because are the heels supposed to be heels? You know what I mean? Like like New Day. You know, they're not really acting heelish during the match. They're almost entertaining the audience and themselves. It's, it's you know, so I mean... It, it, I that's, a real, that's a real uh, what's the meaning of life type of question. <laughs> are the heels supposed to be heels? <laughs> Hmm. Let's pontificate about that, James. We have gone very deep here on the uh, the, the uh, midnight hour of the live cast yeah. post game. It, it does happen. I like it when this happens. So, yeah, can an egg be an egg if it's not shaped like an egg? Is an egg no longer an egg? You know, um, I, you know, it, it's almost it's almost like you have to redefine. Uh, but I don't think you should. I think if you have to redefine. That captures a problem with the fundamentals of not being able to identify whether a heel is a heel. And because, like, the way Seth was doing it, it wasn't like he was, like, you guys are idiots. You know, he was, like, kind of, like, yeah. not mockingly, but he was sort of going along 
you know, he was playing around the arena. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't like a, a you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. And he wasn't pointing out the crowd. He was like playing along and. I'm trying to think, how, how would a heel justify doing that? If a heel is a heel, would it be like, you know, I, 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 like, you guys care this little about John Cena that, you, that you're entertaining yourselves with waves, so you, all you guys suck. You know, I'm trying to think of how would a heel justify that, but he, he wasn't really heelish in that area, so. Right. I don't know. That's interesting. We've gone really deep on this. Um mm. A simple wave, and the meaning of life. Really, yes. Because hmm. usually, Greg, you, you just see a wave at a baseball game, you just think a wave. And now, yeah, you see a wave at a wrestling show, and it's a whole new meaning. Whole new meaning, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an answer. But James had a great point there about the placement of the wave during the match. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We will ponder this. Maybe, maybe, and just like the. And just like the meaning of life, this has no answer too. So it's all intertwined. Maybe by tomorrow's live cast, when I pat on tomorrow, maybe I'll have an, I'll have a, a more thought. But Pat might have some insight about that. Yeah, we, we might get yeah we might get past perspectives. Greg, you've stumbled upon a very deep topic here. When is a wave more than just a wave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Not too bad we don't have three hours to discuss this because I'm sure. We could really, we could really do some digging. We could. We had that kind of time. We could. Alas, it is not to be. No, you got to go to school in the morning, so we should get some more phone calls. I but, do. Yeah. Drat. <laughs> another live cast. Another live cast. James, appreciate yeah. the call uh, and uh, great seeing this weekend. We'll we will resume uh, some good wrestling time and talk at a future date. So let's go to a uh, another phone call. Next up. Um, Trying to make sure. I'm trying to see if uh, let's go see if Mike's back on. Mike's connection dropped off. Uh, Mike Lee out of the out of the international uh, phone banks. Mike, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. Back on. Uh, go ahead, Mike. What's your mind tonight? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally muted my phone. I don't know how. Um, Skype's yeah, weird. It can say just happen. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's actually, just my phone. It's not Skype. I don't know why it comes up as Skype. I, I oh. I'm very confused with that. But. Anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that ROH on Friday I thought was very good. And I'm surprised no one's brought up the Brock Lesnar Go to Hell Tour yet because that's the best part of the whole night to me. Is it was that all October is going to be unreal now with all the stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts on that quickly. Yeah, I mean, they wanted to sell some subscriptions, Greg, <laughs> with that October announcement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, MSG, <laughs> MSG Show, Stone Cold Podcast, which is people thinking about. Is Stone Cold Brock going to happen? I don't think it is. And then, like, and then you know, they, they announced Brock and Taker, the blow-off match, the third match, the trilogy, Hell in a Cell, inside the Hell in a Cell. So um, that's significant. That also, and this is the conversation that my good friend Jason and I had on the way home after the pay-per-view. Um, we, assuming that you get this over with, and I don't want to say, like, it's a terrible feud. I just, I don't know, Brock-Taker is not the best match in the ring. Um, but this is over with in October. That opens the door for a lot of stuff for WrestleMania. Um, you know, there's a Rock Brock. There's a Taker Cena. You get the ideas kind of flowing a little bit. So, Greg, uh, what, do, what is your take on them announcing this stuff for October? And what do you think it does as far as WrestleMania? I want to go, go a little bit toward WrestleMania. Uh, what do you think it does for WrestleMania getting the Taker Brock third match out of the way before Mania? 
Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Kind of surprised they announced that match the way they did uh, with that video package. Um, that was kind of surprising to me, and it also explains why you do Seth Rollins versus Kane at the next pay per view when you've got uh, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker likely headlining or at least uh, carrying the water for that special event. Right. You can do a, a Seth Rollins versus Kane match and, and sort of get away with it in that context. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna bang the table again for Undertaker for John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they I don't know that there's any other part timers you could bring back that Undertaker would have a really good match with at this stage, uh, especially you know talking WrestleMania. Um, and of the current roster of the full timers. Reigns, I, th- I think if you had Taker's undefeated streak, well, I say if you had Undertaker's undefeated streak still intact, WWE might want Reigns to break it to really put him over, but then you'd have total fan resentment <laughs> even further uh, backlash against him, so that probably wouldn't be a good idea. But um, I think Cena-Taker is, is the match. I think you before Taker retires, you've got to do something with Cena and Taker. Yeah. Um, that, that's my opinion, but that to me is the WrestleMania match for this year. I just don't see a lot of other options for Undertaker at this point. Um, Lesnar, you know, the rock thing is, is there, but I, I, I don't know what his filming schedule is going to be like, uh, whether he's going to be able to, to take that time to not only, earmark Mondays for Raw, but also get into the shape he'd need to get into um, to to face uh, of anyone, Brock Lesnar. You mm-hmm. know, The Rock has had some injuries in his last few matches, and it's and been with uh, Cena and guys like that, and, and being in a match with Lesnar is going <laughs> to push him to the limit even further when it comes to that, and, and I don't know if that's a risk he'd want to take given his uh, Hollywood career, but... Um, you know, there are, there are still other things I think you could do with Lesnar in between now and then, too. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of movie studios would want some insurance if Rock and Brock happens. You know, just like you said, the injury history plus Brock's a big man. You know, you know if he tore his uh, his ab muscles in a match with Cena, imagine him trying to do a rock bottom at Brock Lesnar and, and what might happen there. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of ab movement. And, you know, Lesnar's. Lesnar's style, it's not like he's going out there trying to hurt people, but his style is a physical style. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really mesh with, I don't think, what The Rock is, is necessarily wanting to do as far as protecting himself and, and his movie career, which he has every right to, to think about. Mm. Exactly. So, 
If it doesn't happen, it's understandable. Kind of the same with Stone Cold. If he doesn't come back and wrestle, it's understandable. He's, you know, he's he has the next situation. If he doesn't want to come back and risk anything, you know, take one bad bump and, you know, he's in a wheelchair. You know, it's kind of the thing with Edge. Why he can't wrestle anymore? So, yeah, if it doesn't happen, then it's, it's you know, it's understandable. So, but like you said, you don't have a lot of options. Um, uh, I, I still think Taker Cena is the match, and, and obviously a lot of the talk at after last year's Mania was Taker Sting, uh, but it just doesn't seem like that match is going to happen. And, and so I think the next best thing a lot of people say is, you know, let's have Taker Cena. Even if you don't like Cena, there's still recognition that this is the biggest star of this era in Cena. He's got to face Taker at some point. And, and I think this was sort of the way to end, um, to kind of end a, a sort of a, a chapter in WWE history of having those two guys face off. So we shall and, see. And, you know, I was on... I was on board for Taker Sting for a while mm-hmm. uh, before Sting officially made his debut when the Mystique was still there. Right. I think even in the limited appearance he's made in WWE, that Mystique is sort of gone, mm. and I Sting Taker does nothing for me at this point. The the prospect of that match, so I'm I'm over that. Uh, I, I don't think that should be on the table, and I, I don't think it is on the table. Um, at this point, and I'm not even sure if time could help that. You know, if, you know, stings off TV for the rest of this year. Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I some things like time helps, but I, I just I don't know. I think they they put them on TV a little bit too much for that to really work out as a major draw for Mania. But uh, the, what's interesting to me is that the timeline. So they're getting. Yeah, I'm gonna jump to a phone call here. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but. The, the timeline is, you know, Sting... I'm sorry, Taker, Brock will be over with, presumably, in October. They're going to, you know, probably put Mania tickets on sale in November, so do you start kind of planting that seed for Taker versus, if it is Cena or somebody else, a- after Hell in a Cell, so that you get a, you know, get a little juice there in, in November. This was not just a cold sell. Like, okay, WrestleMania tickets are on sale. It's a big stadium. We're trying to get 100000 well, what's your main event? Uh, we had, uh, some people are going to be there, big stars, big names. Well, okay, that's great, but you know, I mean, I think they might need to announce something significant in November before tickets mm-hmm. go on sale. This isn't just any WrestleMania. If they want to set a record, get a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, usual WrestleMania, Greg is like what seventy-five thousand. They got to put another twenty-five thousand people in there. So mm-hmm. they need some more juice, and, and so I think they might have to just get this. Taker lesser done and then move on to hyping Taker and XYZ. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, this is a unique year because usually the WrestleMania brand name itself will sell uh, a good amount of tickets. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned this is the, in a larger stadium that they really want to fill the capacity. Plus, with the ratings and general interest in the product being down mm-hmm. uh, to the point that it's you know historically low levels for Raw and, and even SmackDown ratings, the uh, bottoming out really as well right um you know you would think that they would want to stem that tide a little bit by announcing something ahead of time and and really stir fans interest for wrestlemania as early as they possibly can yeah i think this year especially you're right on they've got to do something so um greg let me get uh, one more phone call while i have you on the air and then i'll let you go so you can get ready for school let's go to the 317 area code uh welcome to show 317 please state your name where you're calling from uh, Devin from Indianapolis. Hey, Devin, what's your mind tonight? 
Uh, I got two comments on your question. My first comment is, um, uh, I think WWE need to upgrade more security because it's um, uh, 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 for the superstars and the divas, for the safety for the superstars and the divas. Mm-hmm. My second comment is, Lana will return, uh, from, uh, w- w- Lana will officially wrestle her first match after she, after she um, come back from with surgery. Mm-hmm. And my question is, what next for Kevin Owens now he is in the Continental Championship? I mean, the Continental Champion. Those yeah. are my questions, guys. You guys have a nice night. All right. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate the phone call. Um, yeah, I think I agree on, on security. I think that now this has happened twice. They've got to spend a little bit more money on that. Um, I totally agree on that point. Um, Lana. Yeah, what's interesting to me with this whole situation now, Greg, is the way that Ziggler's character drifted off into the, uh, you know, is, is he trying to con Lana? I'm, I'm sorry, con Summer Rae. You know, the gift, and then, you know, rose is a rose, but what if it means more? You know, trying to sort of maybe get her guard to come down, and we didn't really see much of that tonight. It was more like uh, Summer Rae just, you know, threw her, you know, she, Summer Rae was in Rusev's corner. She was rooting for Rusev. She accidentally threw her shoe at, toward the referee, and hit Rusev, which then led to Dolph winning, so it wasn't really anything like that factored in, so it's more like a TV deal, but, um... What do you make of what's going to happen with Ziggler um, going forward with the idea of being that Lana's going to be away for three or four months with an injury? Yeah, my ultimate fear is that they prolong and stretch out the Ziggler-Rusev feud mm-hmm. to the point where it is three or four months down the road, and, and they, the only reason they prolong it is because they want to get to that Lana Ziggler versus Summer Ray Rusev mixed tag match mm-hmm. that they had been planning on, and which is what Lana presumably was training for when she got hurt. Um, this is already a storyline that's outlived its welcome for most people, and if WWE decides, hey, it's really important that we do this mixed tag, so we've got to stretch this out even further. I have real fear of what the next three or four months is going to be like uh, in this storyline. The match was flat. I, I think uh, being there live, this was the flattest match of the show. I think the crowd the crowd is more into the secondary uh, supporting cast, and they're not really into the match, the entering action in, in this feud. I think we've seen it on TV a couple of times where the crowds, you know, we want Lana Chance. And they're not really interested in Ziggler versus Rusev or either character. I think that I think both characters have had a lot of damage done to them. I think Ziggler had some had some juice. It's gone. Rusev was a major heel six months ago. That that's gone. Uh, I think that everybody's really been damaged by that. Again, the only per- I've said this a lot. The only person who's benefited from this, Greg, is Summer Rae because she's on TV and she was doing nothing before this program. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that's else has been damaged. That's- so I just I think that Ziggler and, and Rusev have I think they need to be gone from this pro, this program needs to end. But like you said, I think they want to stretch this out for you know to get to that 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 match like you said. And so I just I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen with this, but it's I don't think it's good. Um, Kevin Owens, what's next? Yeah, I think that he'll probably beat Ryback in the uh, the rematch. Um. And then maybe Owens and Cesaro resume Intercontinental, maybe a feud over, over the Intercontinental title now. Uh, that'd be my pick. Greg, what do you think is going to happen with, with Owens going forward? 
Well, you'll have the the rematch clause by Ryback activated. I would assume Owens wins as well. I, I saw some speculation on Twitter that um, Owens should uh, challenge Cena title versus title. Mm. Um, Interesting. Now that he's now that he's got a main roster title of his own, he can go to Cena and, and kind of brag about that. And especially now that Cena has the U.S. title back, and he's back to where he was when he was feuding with Owens. Um, in the first place, but you know, you could even do something, go have Owens go back to Cesaro. You know, I know Owens beat Cesaro twice pretty, pretty handily in the last few weeks, but, um, you know, if they, if they, if they want to offer me more Owens versus Cesaro matches, who am I to turn them down? <laughs> that is not Seamus Horton. That is uh, much more palatable. No, uh, it's not. Yeah. The opposite. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think Owens had. There's a lot of possibilities. I think that he's got he's got some people to work with, and um, Ryback, you know, is interesting to see where he goes from here. That's you know, it's a question mark. And yeah, he had, uh, you know, I would say he had a very successful run with the Intercontinental Title. As far as uh, it was, I think it brought something out in him that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, mm. I think he refined his character. I think he was able to have several several pretty good matches in the ring, and he's getting further and further away from that kind of lunkhead, uh, not only character, but that wrestler um, that was very weak in the ring. I, I think um, he's wrestled enough diverse styles uh, now to where you know he can, he's, he could be pretty good when he's matched up against the right opponent. Um, so he's really gone a long way in... Uh, redefining himself as a character and as an in-ring performer. Um, and it's it's worked out well for him, I think. Yeah, I agree. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com. Um, uh, Michael uh, had a follow-up question. I'm going to throw this at you, Greg, on your way out. Um, he says, with, uh, with uh, Stone Cold hosting Lesnar on his podcast before Hell in a Cell... What about Stone Cold as guest referee? Perhaps uh, let, you know there's a, pro- a provocation. Um, Austin gets provoked on the podcast, and maybe that leads to uh, something going on with maybe a, a special referee or a match happening. Um, Greg, what do you think? What do you think about them doing a little bit of business on on the Stone Cold Brock Lesnar podcast before the pay per view? I'm not in favor of it. I think the Undertaker Lesnar match should sell itself. I don't think you need Austin as a special referee to enhance it any. Mm-hmm. I think you want to keep, if you want people to take that podcast seriously, um, I think you you got to keep storylines out of it. Uh, it's sort of like the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. where that's a night that you know they don't do it. You know, nobody's attacking any presenters with a chair in the middle of the Hall of Fame ceremony because they they have a match the next night at WrestleMania. Um, similarly, we've seen that, for the most part, the podcast is not done in character, neither for Austin nor the, the interviewer, save for Austin 
now looking back on it, his strange promo that he cut <laughs> on, on Paul Heyman when mm-hmm. when uh, Heyman brought up Lesnar. But um, I, I don't think you want to muddy the waters there and and have to try and guess whether someone's in character or not. I, I think that should be uh, separate from the characters we see on TV. Uh, th- that's me personally, and you know there might be some people who disagree with that and think it's okay, but uh, when I'm tuning in, I want to know that I'm getting this person's real thoughts. I don't want to have to think, man, are they saying this because it's storyline, or are they saying it's because it's it's them actually talking? Mm, yeah, they're trying to set up something for a storyline. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, good point there. So we'll see. You know, it, it is Brock month. Uh, on like it's Brocktoberfest. How about that? We'll go with that. Um, oh, beautiful! <laughs> I you like that. Trademark that before WWE gets to it. Uh, let me see here. Mark the time, and we'll submit this. <laughs> For review to the USPTO. Yep, there we go. There we go. Brocktoberfest. Thank you very much. Done. Uh, <laughs> all right, Greg. Well, before I let you go, uh, let us know. Uh, VIP, you had Moonlighting this weekend. And uh, what's coming up in the newsletter? What's uh, what do you, what's in the works for the, your next newsletter column? Uh, good question. Uh, I think <laughs> I kind of I narrowed it down to... <laughs> I think uh, I was going to write something um, tomorrow, uh, send it in for this week about the uh, TNA GFW uh, storyline that they've run on TV the last few weeks that sort of ended, uh, you would think, uh, this past week on on Impact. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've given me something to think about, something to chew on as far as the the Money in the Bank Mm. uh, holders and and how those storylines have progressed and, and whether it's still a worthy gimmick at this point um so it'll be one of those two it'll be a surprise which one shows up in in the uh, newsletter this week because what could be interesting is that next week is the the week of bound for glory wait no the net well next win okay i'm looking at the wrong calendar um, do whatever you want, Greg. I, I don't know. I don't know what day it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now that I have your blessing. Uh... <laughs> I was going to pitch do Bound for Glory next week, the week before. I'm sorry, do TNA GFW next week, the week before Bound for Glory, tie it in, you know, all that, but whatever. I've, I've completely muddied this issue. Um, all right, Greg, well, enjoyed it, and thanks for being on the post game show, and have a great week. We'll talk in a couple Mondays. All right, sounds good. Thank you, James. All right, Greg, thanks. Uh, Greg is on Twitter, at Greg M. Parks. Be sure to follow him there, live tweeting during major wrestling events and all kinds of fun stuff over there, at Greg M. Parks. I'm at JC Torch. This is Torch Assistant Editor James Caldwell. Taking your phone calls here in the next part of the show, and let's uh, let's get some more phone calls here on the postgame show. Uh, let me go next to the uh, 773 area code. Welcome to the show, 773. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? I survived. <laughs> Is that what we're still calling you, Boris? Is I, I survive? Yeah, because I did fall asleep uh, on on um, John Cena match, and then I woke up and Sting was wrestling. So that was uh, <laughs> you're, you're having uh, a you weird dream, that? right? Yeah, I was like what? <laughs> yeah, because you start off with Seth Rollins wrestling one person, uh, and then you you wake up and then wait a minute, what's going on here? But my first question, my oh, first wow. question is, since you was able to see it, um, how how did how did the um, the, the Jay Lethal matches go versus the you know seeing WWE try to portray the same match? And um, yeah. my second question is, 
with Ring of Honor, you know, I'm, I'm watching Ring of Honor now too with New Japan, and you see the fresh characters, and, and, it's, and I'm getting the feel. I'm, I wonder how you feel about WWE is starting to feel a little dated, you know, with being a giant on the top of the hill. There's the, you know, it's the same. You know, it's the same thing over and over. So is, is they is they getting is it's feeling a little dated to you versus seeing these other guys, you know, stars like Kyle O'Reilly and mm-hmm. you know the Briscoes and all these guys, even though they've been in the business for a long, you their, their matches are different and it feels it feels fresh. You know, watching these other guys. Yeah, I think for WWE the main roster does feel a little stale. Um, I think they're in a transition, you know, transition sort of an easy cop out to say like, you know, they're they're you know they're trying to get younger or whatever. Um, they're trying to introduce new stars and it's going to take some time and so you know give them a break. Uh, so I, I don't know if I would say transitional, but uh, if you look at the card, so the main event is is uh, Rollins and Sting, and Sting's a new character, but he's an older wrestler. You know, he's been around for forever um, by wrestling standards. Semi-main event, Cena, been on top of WWE for 10 years against Rollins. So Rollins is a common denominator of, of youth in those two matches. Um, you also have Chris Jericho, not in, in a, you know, there's, you know, there's, the, there's the, the scale. Do you want to go Chris Jericho, a name people know, or do you want to bring in an, an NXT guy, or, you know, someone like Samoa Joe, who has, um, who I think would have got a really big pop tonight. This crowd uh, was knowledgeable, and they're sort of the, the 20s or 30s-somethings who keep up with wrestling. So, this crowd would have popped for Joe. Now, it would have been as big of a pop as for Jericho? Probably not. But it wouldn't have been like a, oh, who's that? Reaction. It would have been a pretty good reaction. So um, they went for Jericho over, let's say, Joe, just for argument's sake. Um, you also have um, Kane ending the show. Kane's been around forever. You also had... Um, so and then you have Jericho mixing up with some, some newer stars, the Wyatts and Reigns and, and Ambrose. Um, you also had Owens and Ryback. Ryback's been around a little bit, not too much. He hasn't really got there, so doesn't feel stale. Then you have Ziggler and Rusev. Rusev's been around just a little bit. Ziggler's been around for a little while now, and he, the axe gone, 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 gone cold. Uh, then you have the Divas situation where Nikki's Brown seems like a long time, and you have a newer star in Charlotte. So there, there's sort of a, an interesting mix going on here. It's sort of very fluid. I would say the roster's fluid. And it, it's, it can feel stale. I think a lot of it, though, is because we see them so much. We see them so much on TV. Um, and a lot of the matches feel like we've seen this match before. It feels repetitive. Um, and especially the booking, you know, not adhering to fundamentals. Um, it, it can be a little bit, the guys and gals can get a little stale, overexposed. So I, I think because there's an overexposure element, there's a, a, a lack of specialness that the guys and gals can feel a little bit worn out at times. Especially compared to Ring of Honor, who, you know, you, 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 know, you might see them every other week, or every two weeks, or every three weeks. Jay Lethal's not in every show, which can be a problem because there isn't that common thread that links every episode together, but he's not overexposed. So when he does wrestle twice on, on one night, it feels very special, like, like on Friday night. So um, the way WWE handled... The dual championship defenses versus how Ring of Honor handled it was very interesting. I, I'm not really prepared to say one was better than the other. Um, I liked the show. I liked Ring of Honor starting the show with Jay Lethal. 
defending the TV title and then ending by defending the the w, um, the ROH title. I, I thought it was a nice bookend. It, 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 you know, I, I like bookends. I like books. I like to read. Um, so I, I thought that it was a nice uh, flap jacket. Is that what it's called? Book jacket. Whatever it's called. <laughs> um, book jacket. Ending. Book. Uh, you know, starting and ending the show. Um, w decided to not do that. They decided to have Rollins in the last two matches. And I would say the what the biggest negative to having Rollins in the last two matches is, is what I said earlier, which is that it felt like almost a babyface thing, where it was almost a John Cena thing, where Cena has to face the stacked deck and 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 overcome the odds. And I, I thought that uh, you know Rollins was placed in an interesting position where he had to overcome the odds. I think somebody just drove down my street with a flat tire, and it was like the loudest noise ever. It was very distracting. So uh, I was right right outside of my window. Um, it threw me off. Uh, yeah, so I I think that uh, you know the way the WWE did it, I thought it made Rollins f- feel a little bit too much like a babyface. The way they booked that. So that'd be my one negative. But um, if they would have been if there would have been a babyface in that role, I think it would have been great. I think it's a great way to stack the deck and have them overcome the odds. I think that's pretty pretty cool. So, um, so in this case, I would say I would lean toward Lethal and how Ring of Honor did it, but I don't feel strongly about it compared to WWE. I, I thought it, it was okay the way WWE did it. So, uh, Boris, appreciate the phone call, and, and always good to talk to you. Let's go to uh, another phone call. Next up is the nine two nine area code. Welcome to show 929. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, James? Jonathan from New York. Hey, Jonathan. What's your mind tonight? Um, I got a few comments and a question at the end. Um, I'm glad that they opened their eyes and gave the belt to Kevin Owens because I don't think that belt... I don't think Ryback... Nothing against Ryback, but I don't think that belt fit him. Sure. And also, um, I'm glad that they put the belt on Charlotte, but I, I feel disappointed that the only reason why they made this girl... Um, the Bella, the longest champion, it was to like erase AJ from the from the from the record. Mm-hmm. Like I think they they should have somebody you know like a better wrestler, like someone that someone that could deserve the belt, not her. But I I understand the politics and everything, and being John Cena's girlfriend, you know. And also, um, I think they blew it with uh, with Jericho. I think they could have um, Joe. Or Daniel Bryan. I don't know if Daniel Bryan is clear to wrestle, but I think he he would have a better fit because I think that is this feud is gonna be is going is gonna go on for like uh not for a long time, but like you understand me, like for a few months. Right. So I think he could have been like a better fit because he 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 already had a history with them. And the last thing the last thing I, the last question the question I have for you is with Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think is going to happen? What's the future for him? Because I I really don't see Rollins losing the belt to, until WrestleMania. I think he's going to keep the belt to WrestleMania. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's, I think it's like seven months until we get to WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Sheamus in the, in the briefcase? Because I, I don't see him winning the belt. No. Thank I, you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Jonathan. I, I think that would be a mistake for Sheamus to, to win the belt. And, and keep it longer than the day. I, you know, if he kept it for like a, a raw and lost it on raw, maybe that's we could handle that. I think that Sheamus is holding this briefcase, and and why WWE is having him keep the briefcase to keep him relevant. Uh, I think the character is dead in the water. 
Um, I, I think that he needs to be rebooted, but they're not in a position to do that right now. So I think that he's keeping the briefcase until you know it, it's time to get rid of it because I think right now it's it's what's keeping him relevant. Um, you know, I, when he won the briefcase in June, you know, I, I made the comment that I thought this would be a really quick cash in and get rid of it, and it hasn't happened. And I think the reason why is because it keeps him relevant. Otherwise, I don't think he'd be very relevant right now. Um, he might be like a, you know King Barrett. King Barrett won King of the Ring, and they did nothing with him. I, I think it'd be a very similar situation where Sheamus would just sort of drift around and, and not do much. So I don't know when they'll have him get rid of it. <laughs> you know, uh, you know tonight would have been an interesting time to do that. Maybe it's next month with uh, Kane in the mix. So. Um, yeah, with Jericho and Joe, I, I think that Joe could have been a better addition because that would have given them more to work with and created more uh, matchups. You could have had Joe against, you know, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, um, guys like that. That would have been, you know, a way to kind of mix things up and, and have some tag matches. Because Jericho feel, it felt very one-time tonight. You know, I, I could be wrong. It could be a, a precursor to Jericho coming back in a full-time role, but it, it just felt very one-offish. It didn't feel like he was a natural fit in this program. It felt like, um, you know, Ambrose and Reigns just sort of called some people around, and Jericho just jumped, you know, like in a storyline context, and Jericho just sort of jumped on the chance to come back and, you know, be in a match and, and do something. Um, but it didn't feel like a natural fit to the storyline, so I'm curious um, if this is, if, if this was just a one-off and they do something else going forward on TV and, and, and who that person is that might be the... the um, you know, the sixth person in the mix here, long term. But like you said, yeah, Joe could have been that guy, and they could have introduced him tonight. But um, at the same time, though, if the goal was to have Strowman win this match, then I'm okay with them sacrificing Jericho. Because if you have Joe in there to get sacrificed, then that's going to kind of kill his introduction and make him feel like he's a, sort of a, a loser. Uh, but you have somebody with some, some name value and equity and... Um, Jericho goes out there and loses, it didn't really hurt him. You know, he kind of disappeared and come back. And uh, But if you're introducing a new character and he loses a Strowman, and, and it kind of sets the uh, the perception of Joe as not being that good. And this this match was all about Strowman. They wanted to get him over in a big way. So I guess you'll get it that way. Yeah, maybe it was a good idea to have Jericho in there as the guy to kind of take the fall and have some big-name value to be the guy that gets a big pop introduced as the third person. wrestling fans are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life well we're those kind of people too but we do so with mixed martial arts i'm robert Viajos, host of mma talk for pro wrestling fans every monday on pw torch's daily cast lineup not only do we cover every ufc and bellator event we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at pwtorchdailycast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts.
Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, Nikki Bella, I think that part of why they had her hold the title forever was to set a new record. Um, whether or not that was because of AJ or, you know, if it was like Caitlyn who had the record. Yeah, would, it, would there have been a different, like, let's say that AJ had the record versus Caitlyn? Yeah, you know, they, they might have still, um, they might have still pursued the record. I, I think, but, uh, but at the same time, I think AJ holding the record, um, probably was a factor. I wouldn't say a big factor, but a factor. Probably more of it was, like you said, Jonathan, the fact that Nikki and, and Cena have a relationship, and I think I think that Cena wanted to do a favor for Nikki in politics, for Nikki to get the longest uh, record in in the company history. So it is what it is. They start over. <laughs> now with Charlotte as a champion, uh, assuming that Charlotte doesn't lose the belt back to Nikki in the rematch, which oh boy would that be bad. <clears throat> um, yeah. So um, good stuff there. Appreciate the phone call, Jonathan. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to our next caller. Next up is the 813 area code. Welcome to show 813. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, Jay from Tampa. How are you doing? Hey, doing good, Jay. What's your mind tonight? Yeah, I had three quick questions. My first question is, um, um, where do we go, uh, you know, who's next for Cena? Do we go back to the, the U.S. Invitational or is that ship sailed? Also, I, my second question was about uh, Bray Wyatt. I mean, uh, at what point do you think they allow him to do a title chase? I mean, I understand that sometimes it's more of a uh, a gimmick act like Taker and Kane, but even when you think about Taker and Kane, they, they won uh, titles within their first year. This guy has faced Taker, Jericho, Cena, The Shield, and they have yet to let him at least chase a title. My last question is about uh, the Dudleys and Jericho. Do you see them as just a maybe a short, you know, uh, nostalgic stint, you know, for for now? Because uh, I don't see where those guys can, at least in my opinion, currently fit uh, in the storylines or on the roster. Even like the Dudleys. At this point, I mean, yeah, they may go to the next pay per view and find something else out with New Day, but I don't, I can't see them really doing anything else with any of the other tag teams right now. They're, the rest of the tag yeah. teams are kind of weak, in my opinion. I, I think the next, uh, the next step for the Dudleys will be a program with uh, primetime players, uh, and then New Day maybe shifts into a program with, uh, you know, could be Lucha Dragons, could be. I'm I'm not gonna say who I'm thinking. The ascension um, could be somebody else. You know, could be the you know maybe the VOD villains get called up. Who knows? But from NXT or, or something like that. But um, I, I think the Dudleys and primetime players will be uh, a pairing. Uh, I think that's gonna happen at some point. Uh, maybe after uh, the Dudleys uh, finish up with New Day, which could be like you said, could be the next pay per view. Uh, I, I see them having more longevity than Jericho. I, I still think that Jericho is a short-term uh, comeback. Again, it could be one-off. You know, it might not even be short-term. It might just been a one-off. Uh, you know, they, obviously they, they need people. They need some name value on Raw, uh, where the ratings are right now, up against football season. So it would be smart to have Jericho on TV to have some name value. But I don't know where he fits in. I, I don't see. I just don't see him fitting in this program with the Wyatts. Um, so. I you know I don't know what else he would do, and as you said with the Wyatts, yeah I think that Bray is just sort of in that character role, a non-title chasing character role, um, unless there's a champion that makes sense. 
I don't think they would go back to Bray Wyatt and John Cena. You know, that feels like it just... I know it happened a year and a half ago. It just feels like it just, it just happened, you know, going into last year's WrestleMania. Um, but that could be a, that, that could be something where Bray goes after the U.S. title. I, I, again, though, I don't know what benefit that would have. Um, as you said, he's more of a character act. You know, he's not really a you know wrestling act. So I, I just uh, I don't see him in a title chase right now. He's just sort of a guy that's there to torment people. And right now the targets are Roman Reigns and, and uh, Dean Ambrose. Now let's say that Ambrose or Dean won a title, uh, which probably won't happen right now. But if they did win a title, then yeah, then he might go after them. So I think it's more like, is the person that doesn't like right now that he wants to torment, do they have a title? Okay, I'll go after the title because I want to take it away from them. He doesn't necessarily want to, his character is not built on winning titles. It's more like taking things away from people. So... If he did go back to Cena, he would want to take away this, the U.S. title, not necessarily win the U.S. title. He would just want to take it away from Cena. And, and that's probably the only way that he's ever going to win a title, as far as his character goes in this current state, is taking something away from somebody who holds a title. That's kind of where that character is at this point. Uh, interesting topic there. So, As far as where does Cena go for the U.S. title, yeah, I think that Cena will get the rematch with... With Rollins out of the way, you know, so where does the Cena Rollins happen on TV, maybe? The rematch is on TV, perhaps? Hopefully not this coming week, I and mean, that's kind of a slap in the face of pay-per-view customers, or network customers. Uh, but yeah, I think they get the rematch out of the way at some point, and then Cena goes back to the open challenge, and, and that's how you try to introduce a new star off of that. Uh, or stars, if you will. So, we'll see. But yeah, I think they, I think they need that open challenge on Raw. I think it really does help the show. Jay, appreciate the phone call. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to another phone call. Uh, let's go next to, let's see, 630 dropped off. 630, if you're still on the line, call back in. I'll come back to you, 630. Uh, let's go next to the 718 area code. Welcome to the show, 718. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, James. How you doing? This is Mike from Brooklyn. Hey, Mike. Say, thanks for staying up late. What's on your mind tonight? What's going on? I thought the pay-per-view was pretty decent. But, of course, you know, the whole October thing, I think one of the, you know, earlier customers, you know, callers spoke to me about it. It was, you know, I had the same, you know, thought in mind. Like, I got my gears going. Like, you got a fresh WrestleMania season. Hopefully they can make some, you know, some big things happen. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was just funny to see, you know, what the, you know, what the, you know, Stone Cold brought podcast to be about mm-hmm. and also i'm glad you know me we talked about we discussed this you know after the SummerSlam pay-per-view the possibility of them ending you know that few early even at hell in the cell or survivor series which you know is happening yeah and, and i'm also, glad it is also you know? yeah yeah and yeah go, also, go ahead Mike. Um, yeah what else yeah yeah. Also, you know, I want to get your thoughts on, like, um, you know, because I think the other, you know, Uso is healthy too. So, do you think that adds to the tag team, you know, division? Yeah, I, I, I definitely Uso's think so. That? Yeah, I think New Day and the Usos, uh, kind of going back to that program. I, I think they had a little bit of a feud. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a good, a good matchup. You know, the tag division is interesting. There's a lot of teams. Some of them are good. Some of them are not good. 
Um, some of them are over, some of them are not over. Some of them are obviously being featured, New Day. Some of them probably should be featured more, Lucha Dragons. I think Lucha Dragons have a lot of upside. So, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot to mix in here, and I, I think this we're, we're, you know WWE would never do this because it's too wrestling, but I, I think what would really help, especially the tag division, is to have a ranking system and, and have a you know the old Pro Wrestling Illustrated would have you know in the back of their of their latest issue they'd have the top ten rankings for each division, you know, and you have a heavyweight division and a tag division and etc. Uh, I think right now it would be, it'd be pretty nice to have a little bit of a ranking for the tag division. You'd have New Day on top, and obviously number one would be the Dudleys, because right now they're number one contenders. Uh, and then you'd have the primetime players number two. And then you'd have, um, who would you have number three? I guess, um, you know, then you kind of get to the how do you sort out three, four, five, six, seven. And that's where you have matches where you kind of jockey for position and you know, Lucha Dragons beats the Ascension, and so Lucha Dragons, uh, you know, goes up the, a, a spot. And the Ascension drops below um, Los, Mat- <clears throat> Los Matadors, who beat so-and-so on Superstars. So, you know, you can have a ranking and kind of go up and down and have some fun with it and, and get people to care about the division. And Because um, right now, it's just, you know, people's mind, it's hard to sort out all these tag teams. And who's better than whom? And, and, and which, you know, is this team more deserving than this team of a, of a deal, of a tag shot? And, you know, at least the, the inevitable four-team match where nothing's ever settled. So, you know, just a, a ranking would help out sort things out and be able to tell people this team is better than this team, and that's why they're getting a title shot. Or that's why they're in the mix for a title shot. Uh, it's just, you know, just basic stuff, you know, that W doesn't want to do because it's too wrestling. So, I think it hurts. hurts to not have an organized sense of, like, what's going on and who's who and where's what. What's on first? Uh, Mike, great call. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let me go to another phone call. Next up is the 613 area code. Welcome to show 613. Please state your name. Where are you calling from? This is Ryan from Cumberland, Maryland. Hey, Ryan. Good to hear from you. What's your mind tonight? And Ryan drops off. Uh, I guess we'll hear from Ryan on Wednesday's live cast. So... I'm not sure what happened there. Um, okay, that was strange. <laughs> so if Ryan calls back in, I'll get him back on the line. But uh, feel bad. He was on hold for a while. And I got, or I, well, I don't know when he just checked in because uh, his time went off. So um, yeah, he's at the end of the line though, and he just called in, and dropped off. Uh, anyways, um, email question from Darrell. He checked in um, since we might be getting the holdover match of Kane Rollins. And they need a super pops, and they haven't had any more stars. Do you think they finally see the light at the end and have Daniel Bryan off? T- uh, okay, have Daniel Bryan off TV until the until WrestleMania season or the Royal Rumble, and then have Bryan come in as the last sort of self-made star that they have. Um, it's so hard with Bryan because we don't know if he'll ever be cleared to wrestle again. Will he ever be able to wrestle again in WWE? That's what's so hard to predict when he might come in or not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be it would be very much be a full circle thing for Brian if he came in the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant, you know, because he's had the last two Rumbles where people have been mad that he wasn't featured or not in it at all two years ago. So it would be a pretty cool full circle if he came in as a surprise entrant and actually won the Rumble. You know, it's one thing to kind of come in as a surprise, super surprise entrant and then lose. Uh, it always kind of stinks for the guy, unless it's like a nostalgia act, like you know, like a, like a Diesel or whatever. 
um, you know, a clear nostalgia act, but this would be like, oh, Brian's back, he's going to win the Rumble. Uh, raising expectations. So, um, it'd be interesting, you know, let's say if Brian won the Rumble and, um, you know, came in and won the title WrestleMania from Seth Rollins. That's kind of some fantasy booking, but that'd be pretty interesting. So, I don't know. You know, uh, it's quite interesting to see what would happen with Brian, but um, again, it's hard to predict uh, on Brian because we just don't know if he'll ever be able to wrestle again in WWE. So, it's hard to say. It's, it's, a, it's a good idea that Darrell presented because Brian is one of the last bullets in the chamber as far as getting a mega pop for somebody coming in uh, from the main roster who would be full-time. You know, Jericho's more part-time, not, pay the, not part of the main roster. He got a mega pop tonight, but he's not the main roster. Now, he might, I don't know, I'm still of the belief it was a one-off tonight, but if, he, if he's on TV tomorrow night, then maybe he's going to be back full, or maybe back for a short-term program, but we'll see. I will sign off here. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Thanks for emailing. Thanks for spreading the word about the livecast. Appreciate it. And thanks to everybody that I got to talk to this weekend. And, uh, it was great uh, seeing so many, uh, so many new friends and also old friends alike. So, talk to you guys on Monday night, a couple hours from now, it feels like. But uh, we'll talk again after all. And uh, we'll do it all over again. So this is, of course, the PW Torch Livecast. We're here at pwtorchlivecast.com. I am PW Torch Assistant Editor James Caldwell, signing off. Kids on Bridges, playing us out. By popular demand, we're now offering a payment method in addition to PayPal, which has served us well for a long time. You now can sign up directly on our VIP sign-up form and become a VIP member in about 30 seconds by entering your debit or credit card number right on our sign-up form. We use the Stripe payment service. It's safe, it's secure, it's encrypted, and we never see the details. But within a minute, you're a VIP member. And we're running a sale right now. It's our second sale of 2020, just announced this month. You can go VIP for just 99 cents for a full month. That'll cover everything we do for SummerSlam, TakeOver 30, and All Out with everything else before, during, and in between. All you have to do is enter August 2020 as the coupon code on our streamlined, simplified sign-up form. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. That is pwtorch.com slash govip. That'll tell you everything about what comes with the VIP membership, the weekly newsletter, PDF and all-text format, exclusive content, a lot of my writing, editorials, cover stories, our staff feature columns, and so much more. Again, in PDF and all-text format, plus our entire podcast lineup, new podcasts every single day that are VIP exclusive, ad-free versions of the Wade Keller podcasts and the PW Torch Daily Casts, and archives dating back to the late 1980s, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, plus an ad-free version of our redesigned and revamped website, pwtorch.com. Check out the new look, the new logo, the new layout, and enjoy it ad-free as a VIP member. Again, go to pwtorch.com slash govip. And for just 99 cents, that's $9 off our monthly sub. By the way, you can apply the $9 discount to our three-month and one-year sub if you'd rather. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. Click on the sign-up form and then enter coupon code AUGUST2020. You can still use PayPal or you can enter your credit card or debit card directly on our sign-up form. It takes just 90 seconds, and you will unlock access to over three decades of Torch-style wrestling coverage. There's an unmatched, incredible array of insider information, editorials, interviews, contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest matches, biggest events. Check it out, pwtorch.com govip. Come on back or join us for the first time 
Enter coupon code AUGUST2020 to get $9 off whatever VIP subscription term you choose. That brings one month down to just $0.99. Give it a shot. We think you will love it. We appreciate your support.